In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. I was having major health issues to the point where my doctors wouldn't let me drive. I mean, I was blacking out a couple of times a day. It was pretty bad. I mean, I put myself in a frenzy of, of stress. And I remember my husband, who's just the love of my life. We've been together 25 years. But at that moment, he's picking me up from work because I can't drive because they've literally taken my keys. They have a lot of nerve taking my keys, but whatever. <laughs> and um, I was on a call. My kids were little. He's here with, they're all here making, you know, sitting their butts on the printer, making butt shots of the printer and all the things kids do when you, when they grow up at your office. And he looked at me and I'm on the phone with the client and I kept telling him, hold on, hold on. I'm almost ready. And I got in the car and he goes, you know, Christina, he said, um, I know you love your clients, but those people are not coming to your funeral, honey. Mm. And, and it just really hit me. Like I can't leave all of myself on the table all the time. Hey, it's Jeff Zimfer, host of the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast. You know that. So glad you're tuning in. Hope you are doing fantastic and you are preparing for the coming year and preparing in what are your top three initiatives? What are they? Where are you focused on? Database, referral partners, uh, digital, social media? Not sure. Probably all three, perhaps. All three have are relevant, right? But which of the three are most important. You've got to put them in a ranking order for the ability for you to A, get it done, to actually achieve right forward progress and build momentum. And then uh, B, right, that, that are going to produce the, the biggest results for you. Because as you may have heard me say before, there's lots we could be doing, right? But what do we, what does the business need right now? Maybe you do need more referral partners. Maybe you do need to get better at scripting and dialogue. Maybe you do need, you know, a better process, right? For your customer experience, for your loan process. I don't know. You got to get clear on that and whatever it is. But I do want to share with you if it is, if it, additional referral partners, agents specifically, is what you do need. Well, I'd like to share with you a quick little comment from one of our members of the Mortgage Marketing Pro community, my agent classes, Kevin Dwyer. I thought, uh, look, what better way to share with you some of the results we're helping our members get than uh, share with you what he's got to say himself. So here's Kevin. Hey, Jeff, it's Kevin Dwyer. I hope you're doing well. Listen, just want to reach out and say thanks. Thanks so much for everything that you do. The Marketing Pro class has been a game changer for me. I think I've been part of the group now for over, over a year, and 
I was have been, you know, a fifty million dollar producer last year, jumped up to eighty two million. This year, I've already closed over eighty two million through October with a goal of getting to a hundred million was my goal, uh, even in this down market. And all of that is really I, I attribute to what we go through on our weekly um, group calls, just the mindset of talking with other loan officers across the country of what's working, what's not working. Is always awesome and then the resources and the classes that you put together are, are just awesome and it helps me actually grow my own business i'm recording this right now off of with my light and my microphone from things that i've learned uh from your class and it's great that i don't have to go and talk to real estate agents about mortgage programs and interest rates i talk to them about their business and how i can help them actually grow their business and so that's a very different conversation in a very different relationship that i'm able to build with them and it just makes things even that more exciting so again thanks a lot for everything you do it provides a great mindset and just awesome resources to help grow my business to the next level so keep it up and i'll see you next friday all right. Well, there it is. You heard from Kevin. And if you want to learn more about this program and platform, if you want to get results similar to Kevin's, go to mortgagemarketing.pro, check it out, brief video there, learn more, schedule a call with me. You know what to do. Click that big orange button that shows up on the page over at mortgagemarketing.pro. Okay. So this episode, I am bringing a, uh, a fire conversation, just a power team of three amazingly lovely, beautiful, heart-centered ladies and leaders in the mortgage space. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about Team Hubbard with Pack Res Mortgage up in Albany, Oregon. And I met these lovely ladies uh, at the recent Todd Duncan Sales Mastery event, and I was just struck by... Um, their presence on stage and their authenticity and uh, their willingness to share and open their hearts, open their business. And I wanted, it was a conversation I wanted to bring to you, my listeners. So we've got Christina, Elise, and Erica. They'll all introduce themselves. Um, they are just a superstar team, uh, did over 300, uh, helped over 300 families this year get into homes, right? Um, definitely kind of in the, the top 1% of producers nationwide. But more important than that is who they are and what they're building and the impact that they're making uh, with their families and their local community. And I think that's the one big takeaway uh, from this conversation that I'd like you to pick up on. And of course, uh, links to uh, reach them, connect with them on social media, et cetera, will be in the show notes. And without further ado, let's get into this week's show. Team Hubbard, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank for you. We're so excited right. to be here. I'm so excited to connect with you guys. I know this is going to be an awesome conversation, a fire conversation. And so let's do this um, for the listeners so they can associate a voice with a name. Um, somebody volunteer to go first. We've got three lovely ladies here. Who wants to go first? Say who you are and what is your role on Team Hubbard? Oh, well, I can start. I'm Christina Hubbard and I'm the leader of this crazy pack. And uh, yeah, I'm a mortgage advisor and a branch manager and uh, all the good things. Awesome. Next. I'll go. My name um, officially is Elise Bowman, soon to be Elise Jansen. I just got married. Yay. And I am also a mortgage advisor on the team, doing all the things, making people's dreams come true through the acquisition of real estate. Love it. Thank you. 
And I'm Erica Floro, um, and I have been on Team Hubbard for almost five years. I'm also a certified mortgage advisor, and I specialize in reverse mortgages as well. Fantastic. Thank you for that, getting the formalities out of the way. And by the way, for those listening, if you're going to want to connect with Team Hubbard, which I'm guessing you're going to want to, uh, all those links will be in the show notes when we're done here. So the various uh, Instagram links and all that kind of jazz, you guys can connect there and uh, follow up on some of the nuggets you're going to get here today. So um, collectively as a team, so here's, let me set up the context. You guys were at Sales Mastery with Todd Duncan just a few weeks ago in uh, Palm Desert. And uh, you were one of the highlights for me, at least, as I'm sure many others as well. First of all, because you're just real and raw, right? You're just like telling it as it is. Um, yeah. Cause this business can be real and raw. And so we need to like not sugarcoat it so much and just be truthful. Right. And I think that's what stood out for me about you guys as I'm watching you. I'm like, okay, they're telling the truth. They're not like, you know, sugarcoating it. Like you guys talked about some hard times, you know, uh, and specifically you did. I remember that Christina. So collectively, how long have you guys been working together as a team? Um, so Eric is almost five years and, um, Elise, are you at three? Yeah, I think we're a little over three. I think we're a little over three. Yeah. So yeah. so not an incredibly long time. So did you have a team before, Christina? I did. Yeah. Um, well, kind of what I talked about on stage, Jeff, was really about, I've always believed in having a team. I've had a team since the beginning of my career. Um, even if I had to put an assistant on a credit card, I mean, I started with always believed in the concept of having a team. And so yeah, so the idea of kind of crashing a team, building it, crashing it, and then really <laughs> starting over to build it the way uh, when you start building it from your heart and not your head, it makes a very big difference. Is that something you recommend, crashing a team? <laughs> you know, we've been talking, Elise and Eric and I have been talking about that, and uh, they all think that, yes, you should definitely crash a team because uh, you, uh, as a leader, you really learn a lot about um, what not to do. So was that intentional? What do you mean by crashing a team? Oh God, I wish I could say it was intentional. That I was just, I planned the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, ended up completely on my face. I had a mass exodus um, and it was painful. It was, I had uh, family working for me, aunts that had been working for me, cousins. I had um, uh, an assistant, an LOA really who'd been with me for about 13 years. And these, these people were very, we were, they call this the family branch because a lot of us were related or became family working together. So, uh, when that, when that blew up, I was literally on my face. And that's part of what I talked about is being on my face in my closet, praying for God to shut down my phones and shut down my team because I had no business doing what I was doing. And I really was looking for him to say, fine, you're done tap out. And, um, and that's kind of, that was my lowest is literally just begging for my phones to stop ringing because it was that bad. So I don't want to hang out here super long, but I do think the context is important. When you say you had no business doing what you're doing, what do you mean by that? Because when I hear that, I assume that means maybe you were not performing at your highest level as a manager. Can you yeah. You know, I think that in our industry, people make a lot of management owners make mistakes. They, they think that because you can produce and you're a highly productive loan originator or, or advisor, that that means that you're going to be a good manager. Right. And, um, I had been managing people. Um, I, listen, I was 
And I was at Wendy's at 14. I was the drive-through supervisor at 14. Okay. So oh. I've always been very bossy. I'm also a seven second <laughs> sandwich maker, but that might be another podcast altogether. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'd always been managing people. I always thought I, you know, had a pretty good idea of how to do it. But um, I was being coached at the time by a coaching agency that is uh, very hardcore. I won't tell you the name of the agency. But they're very hardcore and um, very directed on numbers and um, what you're producing and not necessarily the heart or the people behind it. So um, nobody's fault but my own. But I made a lot of mistakes in driving myself and the people around me incredibly hard to the point where everybody broke. Yeah, got it. So they just couldn't take it anymore. The whole thing fell apart. Correct. Yeah. Wow. All right. And so kind of like a rising of the Phoenix on this, right? You came <laughs> back from the ashes and now you've built another team again. Yeah. But this time I did it a lot differently. Um, uh, we did it very strategically. Um, we did it one person at a time. We paid really close attention to what's the need of the team and everybody, you know, you, you saw on stage are, are really the way we believe is one team, one voice. Right. So there's no difference between our ops and our sales aside for for us, which I know is different from a lot of originators. But for us, it's all we're all together. We all get a voice. We all get a, a seat at the table making decisions on what is the best thing for the client. It's not about what is the best thing for me or the best thing for Erica and Elise or the rest of the team. It's it's how do we create a five star experience for the client? And, and at every spot, every little nugget on the way what's the best thing for them, not the best thing for us. And so egos aside, and it's really all about the client experience. Um, are you saying that you didn't necessarily always operate from that? Yeah. I mean, I hate to say that, Jeff, I'd love to say, yeah. I mean, I have, um, my, my husband makes fun of me all the time saying I walk away from a client and I know their, their kids, you know, best friend's name. And I know the name of their dog and I know their favorite color. So I've always been very relational. Um, but I think in this industry, it's easy to get burnt out. It's it's easy to forget who you really are and mm. who and, and what we're doing for someone in someone's life. I mean, we aren't manufacturing pens. I say it to my girls all the time. We are we're, we're strategically helping someone get into the biggest debt of their life, potentially. And so we have to take that really, really seriously. And I think it's easy to take it for granted. I mean, mm -hmm. it's easy to take people for granted if you don't really check yourself. And so that's where I found myself was just making decisions based on um, production and being being a high volume um, team and being built for volume and not really doing the right things for people. Okay. So, so let's mention volume then real quick. And then Elise and Erica will come to you. But um, here we are, November, 2022, almost yet year end. What are you looking at closing out at? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I haven't looked as of like th this morning or anything, but um, I would say this year, last year we ended as a team um, really close to that hundred million mark in Albany, Oregon, which we averaged like 336 as our loan amount. So, I mean, that's a, a pretty decent number. Yeah. The year before, a little bit more than that. 2020 was fantastic. Um, we're, we, I think like most people in 2022 um, are not going to close that, that big a volume. Um, yeah. We'll probably end up somewhere in the 70 million mark, I would say roughly as a team. Yeah. Still fantastic. As you know, um, thank you for that. It makes me curious then. All right. So we're, you're on your face in your office saying, God, stop the phones from ringing, right? Yeah. All that stuff. And I remember the story from sales mastery is the phone did ring uh, <laughs> and you had like 15 leads or whatever it was to follow up on that day. 
How did you wind up though building this team that you have here right now, Erica and Elise? Like, did they find you or vice versa? How did this whole thing come together? Yeah, I'll let Erica start that out because she, uh, I, I love her perspective on how this went. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, so I actually have been in the finance industry for about 17 years, um, mostly consumer lending, banking, that sort of thing. And I had a short, short period of time where I was a, a mortgage advisor for a bank. Uh, before I met Christina and it was awful and I hated it and I got out of it pretty quickly and decided that I wasn't going to do it again. It was mostly brokered transactions, well, all brokered transactions. Um, and so I had no in-house underwriting, no in-house processing. It was pretty, pretty big nightmare. Um, and I was working in a credit union doing, um, home equity line of credits and Christina and her team, um, at the time would reach out to me and ask me questions about home equities that I could help them with. And, you know, I, I would send my clients to Christina because the credit union and bank world don't always specialize in mortgages. So I would send my clients to Christina and her, and her people, and she would send her clients to me. So it was kind of like this nice little trade. Um, and then I got a call from her. Ooh, gosh, it was almost five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, Hey, um, we love working with you. We love you. Would you be interested in meeting with us for a potential position we have open? And I knew I loved them, but I also knew what they did, you know? So I knew they were in mortgages. It really wasn't something that I wanted to do. Um, and I think I even told you that I was like, Yes, mortgages. I'm not really, you know, um, and I had just gotten my business management degree. So I was really like, I got my degree. I, I don't know what's going to happen for me. Um, and she convinced me to have an interview. <laughs> so, of course, very convincing. Uh-huh, very convincing. And um, at the time we had another gal on the team who's now in, um, in corporate, mm-hmm. but she was, amazing and wonderful, just like Christina. And in the interview, I actually interviewed with the both of them and they're telling me about the position, telling me what they're interested in, like what they're trying to find. And it's pretty, pretty close to what I did already. Um, and it wasn't necessarily a mortgage advisor at that time. It was more of like a loan partner, like an upfront person. Um, so, you know, the description in itself seemed pretty good, but what stood out to me the most in that interview was actually the love that Darla and Christina had. Um, They were so connected. They were in such a good place. Um, It felt inviting and warm and happy um, to the point where Darla was sitting next to me in the interview and she's kind of going up and down. I know our our listeners can't see me, but she's going up and down (laughs) in her chair and ask Christina if we can have her. Yeah, she 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 said, can can I have her please? And I was trying to act cool because this was like a recruiting situation. And I'm trying to act like, oh, you know, and as Darla's jumping, can I have her please? I'm like, well, the gig is up, dude. I mean, you want to cover it all. And at that point, it's like, whatever you want us to pay you is probably going to happen at this point. Because yeah, 
Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and the rest is kind of history for us. Um, I, I couldn't say no, they're amazing women. And I just wanted to be a part of that and take this adventure with them. And then, um, over the last five years, I've just grown so much as an employee, but also as a person, as a leader, as Mm -hmm. a mama, um, it's, it's crazy when you when you say that you're doing life with people that you work with, but that's what we do. So hmm. it's it's totally different than any other job I've ever had in my entire life. Um, and we're completely invested in each other's success, in each other's goals, happiness, whether that be work or home life. Um, and it's been a whirlwind ever since. Just <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Awesome. And what is your then um, primary function or kind of, you know, I know this it can be a hundred different things you do, right? <laughs> but, but like, what is, what is like your main objective for the team? Yeah. So I, um, I'm a certified mortgage advisor, which means I do originate. Mm-hmm. Um, I bring in my own business as well as work on Christina's business. So Christina's clients can call in and they can talk to me or Elise. Um, and then I also go generate my own business as well. So I cultivate her partners and I also cultivate my partners. Um, and so it's kind of like this really good dynamic. Cause I think a lot of new mortgage advisors or loan officers come into the industry and they don't have a lot of experience and they're not getting a lot of business up front. So right. it can take them years and years and years to reach a senior position because they're not working on enough loans where I get to work on all of Christina's loans and my own loans hmm. um, and really master the craft in a faster way and more efficient way. Yeah. Um, and I'm able to be exposed to all different loans that, that may be limited if I was just doing my own. I like that. That's smart. Accelerated mm-hmm. learning. Cool. Th- thank you very much for that. We're going to keep going around here. So at least you know what's coming. Uh, how, did you, how did you get into this uh, crazy bunch of gals here? <laughs> yes. Special, crazy, beautiful gals. Um, so I actually got my start. I was Melissa Stashin, who she is the founder um, and president of our company, PacRes Mortgage. So I actually started as her executive assistant. So I got to see, I had this really cool opportunity where I got to see a bunch of different behind the scenes, secondary underwriting processing and mortgage advising. So I had gone to her one day and said, I really think I want to be a mortgage advisor. And she's so gracious, so kind, and let me do that. Well, I was kind of on my own and I grew up in a very team environment. I grew up on cheer and dance and I love being around people. Um, so me being on my own wasn't very successful. I, I like people. I like coming together and seeing how we can all think of things differently. So I already knew I was struggling in that regard. And then just to be completely honest, my personal life was at a true crossroads. And I was like, life is hard. This job is hard. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. So I'm going to peace on out and deuces. And I had told Melissa that I went to her and I was like, hey, I'm interviewing at other places. I'm packing up. I'm heading out. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, again, so graciously was like, I want you to go to Albany to Christina's team. They need some help. They're amazing women. Just try it until you get another job. And mm-hmm. I love Melissa. So I was like, okay, I'll, I respect you enough. I'll do that. Well, I mean, my life truly changed. I came to Albany and I sat down with Christina actually. And she was like, so what can we do on this team? What are we going to do together? 
And I was like, oh, I'm heading out. Like I'm, I respect <laughs> Melissa and I'm here because she wanted me to. And I'm trying to wait until my other interviews, you know, I get that job offer, but I'm done. And I remember Christina literally like turned around in her chair and was like, I, I don't know. Well, <laughs> literally, because if you want to make God laugh, tell me you have plans. <laughs> Those places that I was all interviewing at never offered. And so I'm like, okay, well, I need to pay the bills. So I'm going to stay with this Albany team. But honestly, I love to learn. And so then I was hearing Christina talk and I was hearing Erica talk. I was hearing Darla at the time talk and just so captivated by these incredibly strong, really, really smart. And then obviously beautiful women and combined with at the time when my personal life was just like a crapshoot and they just took me in and was like, let's take care of you and let's nurture you and let's get you back to health. All of those things combined. I was like, I can't ever leave. Like, these are my girls. These are my heart. They're smart. Like I was just saying, and they're kind and it's very different there. This team is so unique. The mortgage industry is very like on your own cutthroat, really intense, but this yeah. is so different. So I was like, okay, God gave me this great opportunity and I can't ever leave. And here I am. <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. I'm curious as I, as I hear that, it, first of all, yes, it does not sound like your typical mortgage office, right? Kind of uh, vibe and all that. But Christina, um, was that like your approach or, you know, kind of like you heart-centered leadership, let's call it that. Is that was that after your epiphany? Was this before or what? That uh, at least came into the scene and there was this welcome yeah. open arms thing. Well, I think when Darla came to the team, Dar- the, that's part we kind of left out. Darla, um, who is now a, a corporate trainer with our company and who's just ridiculously amazing, but she actually called me when my team all left and crashed. And she said, I have a gift for you. I have a Christmas gift I want to give you. And I love gifts. I love giving gifts. Getting gifts is pretty cool. I mean, I'm just kind of that chick that I'm always wanting to like surprise somebody with something cool. And so when Darla said, I have a gift for you and you're not acting right about it, like you're not getting excited. I kind of was in the zombie state of like, I just blew up my team and I don't know my name Mm. kind of thing. And she's like, well, and you know, I've got clients tomorrow and Friday, but you know what? I'll be there Monday. And she's an originator at the time with the company. And she was in about an hour away branch, about an hour away. And I literally was like, and I'm not a person that takes help very easily or asks for help, which I've now changed uh, that. But at that time, I had a really hard time saying like, I'm on the ground, guys, like I need help. And um, but when she said she'd show up, she did. And she she never left. Right. So her coming in and just like having somebody who was very much like me, she could go into any position in the in the branch and kill it. But what we realized very quickly was that she loved to get into that file and figure it out and tweak it and figure out the right product. And she loved all that. And I love to, you know, kiss the babies and meet the people and love on everyone. And so she just kept saying, you go do that. You're really good at that. And let me do this. And so once we started getting that combination together, I realized I could have a lot of fun. I could love and respect the person that I work with. I could learn to trust someone who had my back and and cared about the client and I think that's when the heart centered thing happened for me was realizing like it doesn't have to be, you know, the first one to work and the last one to leave is the most important person. It doesn't have to be I don't see my kids and I don't see my husband and I don't get to do life. It doesn't mean I have to not take care of my health because all I'm doing is taking care of my clients. And I actually was having really, really right before the crash, I was having really bad health issues, kind of like Elise is talking about stuff was going crazy. I was having 
major health issues to the point where my doctors wouldn't let me drive. I mean, I was blacking out a couple times a day. It was pretty bad. I mean, I put myself in a frenzy of, of stress. And I remember my husband, who's just the love of my life. We've been together 25 years. But at that moment, he's picking me up from work because I can't drive because they've literally taken my keys. They have a lot of nerve taking my keys, but whatever. <laughs> and um, I was on a call. My kids were little. He's here with, they're all here making, you know, sitting their butts on the printer, making butt shots of the printer and all the things kids do when you, when they grow up at your office. And he looked at me and I'm on the phone with the client and I kept telling him, hold on, hold on. I'm almost ready. And I got in the car and he goes, you know, Christina, he said, um, I know you love your clients, but those people are not coming to your funeral, honey. Mm. And, and it just really hit me. Like, I can't leave all of myself on the table all the time. Like, I can't do that and be a functional human being and be the best I can be in my marriage and as a daughter and as a mom and all those things. So really that heart centered stuff started when I had to make a change. I didn't have any shot, any other decision I could make. And when Darla kind of showed me like, trust me, I'm really good at this. You go do what you're really good at. And then seeing that together, completely different in the mortgage industry. Usually as a branch manager, they're like, go get a bunch of LOs, train them all up. And let's just see how it goes. And typically you have one person, maybe in that branch, maybe two that are top producers in there. It's that 80, 20 rule, right? You've got 20% of the people doing 80% of the business. And that, that model doesn't work in a small town like, like Albany. It really doesn't. Um, and it didn't make sense for us. And so doing life together, figuring it out and figuring out who do I want in my world every single day? And, and how can I bless other people to do this incredible career? How, how do we pour into them and bless them so that they can get to the next level? So that's kind of where the heart thing started was purely I had to. I had to just survive. Hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Really, really incredible. So it's just, I'm, I'm paused for a moment just because I'm reflecting on how, like you guys know this, but with the, you know, what you said there is like, those people aren't coming to your funeral. Like that's like right here, you know, like yeah, so true and such, so impactful. Like that, that gets your attention and you're like, what the hell have I been doing? You know? Um, yeah. So, so I mean, the, I guess I'm trying to say is acknowledge you for having the courage to do that because I think a lot of people listening to this want that kind of business, but they don't necessarily know how to get there or they feel yeah. limited by where they work or that's not allowed or that's not how we do it here. You know what I mean? Well, and you know, Jeff, it's interesting since we did sales mastery and, and, and I'm, I love Todd Duncan. I followed him for years. He, he's, I have, I've, I'm coached by the Duncan group. I mean, I love those people and they really teach that heart first thing. And so it's started with really understanding that whole concept. But since we've been at Sales Mastery, the amount of people that have reached out to us across the country, literally um, asking, you know, like, can I have an hour with you? Can we have a little time? Can we do a video meeting? Whatever. It's overwhelming to me. And I'm so humbled that people would even go like, wait, what are you doing? And so, but what you just said is huge because I'm having these conversations with these mostly some men, but mostly women that are going like, you don't understand. I've been there. I've been leveled. I've been bawling my eyes out. I'm a, I've failed as a mom and a wife. Like, you know, I'm on my second or third marriage, like whatever. And they've traded that money for like who they are in their soul. And, and I'm so lucky that I am with these women and the right, you don't even, the rest of my team is like, I can't even tell you these people are incredible. And 
And I know that like, you know, attracts like, um, but the entry level to get on this team is really, really, really high. And we all do it together. Everybody gets to decide if I find somebody that I really love and they've, we've vetted them out and I've talked to them and they've got, I've got all my stuff done. The next meeting is with them because we're going to do life with them too. So if they want to train, if they want to grow, if somebody wants to come and be a part of this team, then they're, they're going to have that entry of, is this somebody we want to do life with too? Because we're not going to work with agents that aren't kind, that aren't working with their hearts. We're not going to work with business partners that treat people terribly. Like that's just not our jam. It's not who we are. And, and we get to craft that life and we get to craft our business this way. And, and, you know, I think you were talking about numbers and I mean, 310 units or something last year, that's families. People say transactions or whatever, that's families, three, over 300 families got to be in our world and we got to impact their world. And that is humbling to me that we could even get there from where we've started. Mm. So it's, it's, I've heard you use language a few times in asking you guys these questions. And once again, I appreciate you like being real and sharing, but one of the things I notice when I talk to people is like language, right. And, and you used, uh, at least use the term mortgage advisor, I believe. Um, and you know, heart center leadership and family and all these types of things. And it makes me curious because, you know, you said you're not going to work with realtors who don't fit your, um, what's the right word identity, let's say, or preference, you know what I mean? So, but what I was thinking about is, do you guys, have you clearly established or do you have like a mission values thing? Because with the way you talk and communicate seems very intentional. Whereas what I'm not hearing is loan officer, you know what I mean? Ref, all, all that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the usual language. Have you, are you guys very conscious about that? <laughs> yes, absolutely. We're not like other lenders and that's yeah. why we're so different. And that's why we're so unique. And that's why we get to choose, choose our own path. Right. So when we're meeting with, with new potential agents or um, business partners, we're, we're, we're having an interview with them without them knowing. So we're, we're meeting, we're having lunch, we're breaking bread or coffee or, you know, what have you. And, and it's really a chance for us to understand who they are as a person, what their values are, what their goals are, what their dreams are, how they are as a family, you know, how how do you know that? I don't want to interrupt you, but like, are you asking those questions? Like, what are your values? What's most important to you? Things like that. Absolutely. I think that's shocking though. That's shocking. No, I'm serious. You guys know 70% of the mortgage originators and I love you guys and gals listen, but most of you aren't going deep. Yeah. You know, Jeff, I think too, what makes us different. So we realized with our clients last couple of years, like they need love, right? There is so much bad information and anxiety and depression being at them. So they need love, but we also need love. Our realtor partners need love. And if you take this job apart from us, us three and everyone on our team, our hearts are, we love people. Yeah. So you have to have that unifying characteristic before you hire someone of knowing what are your dreams? What's your five-year plan? What would be the coolest vacation you want to go on? Where do you go to church? What's your dog? You have to ask those questions to know, are you going to love our clients and our business partners the way that they need and the way that they deserve to be loved? They deserve to have that hope, joy, and opportunity because there's not much of that being given to them right now. 
Mm, I love that. All right. So let me ask you a couple hard questions here. Um, hard as what I mean by that is less esoteric, if you will. Right. Um, starting out, I'm a newer loan officer. It's, you know, roll back the clock, Erica, at least whatever you're out there hunting. Right. And we know it's a grind and realtors can be tough. Um, is it easier? Like, is it more difficult, whatever side of the coin you want to look at to have those I'm meeting with a realtor and I'm like, well, listen, Elise, um, what I really want to know is like, what's most important to you in life? You know? And like, you know what I mean? Like you start going down that road, either you get the realtor resistance of like, who the heck is this person asking me that? Like just close my loans. Right. Or you're like, look at man, I'm going to answer my phone 24 seven. That's how I'm going to win your business. Is there a balance there? Or how do you approach that? I mean, we literally just, ask, we ask the question, like what's most important to you about being successful and and you're not specifically about in a transaction or closing a loan, you will probably ask that question, but that's not necessarily mo- what's most important. Mm-mm. Yeah. Because for us, the bigger picture is what's most important to everybody. I mean, we want to share like God's love and we want to join opportunity. It's not mm-hmm. about a loan. Mm-hmm. If that's the medium that we need to use to serve people, then that's the place that we've been given. Where, where do you got, where are you from you guys? <laughs> Like, you see what I mean? They're incredible. It's like, I don't have to say anything, Jeff. Just let them go. I have never, <laughs> a 260 interviews, I have never heard somebody say God's purpose through alone. It's true. No, it's true. I'm serious. Like, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. True. And I know you get different reactions to that, but so what? You know, um, you got to be you. Well, and I think it's it's so funny. I, I just went to a, uh, we have a boys and girls clubs. I don't know if they're everywhere, but we have a boys and girls club. I went to a meeting yesterday and I came into the meeting and, and was my goofy bubbly self that like I always am. And there's like eight people in the room. Right. And there, and, and I can't even remember what I was saying, but I was just being me. Like Mm -hmm. I'm very open to be me. And my, my friend, who's also a part of this group with me, he's like, oh my gosh, you guys, you should all know, this is just Erica. This is just who she is. She comes in like this everywhere she goes. <laughs> and it's true. Like if I'm at a grocery store, I'm telling the girl that's checking me out how cute she is. Like I'm just telling her how much I love her outfit or, you know, it's a little weirder when it's guys, but I still try to give guys good compliments too. Um, but that's just who we are. So when it comes into like that meeting that Elise is talking about, it's not a, like, we don't get resistance and, and hardly ever do we get somebody who doesn't open up to us because we've already been very open to them since, since the moment we started talking to them. Well, it sounds, I mean, I get tired of having to talk about this and I know Todd Duncan has been talking about it for years. I mean, I got started in 2003, so I used to have his stuff on DVD, you know? And um, <laughs> so high trust has been around a while and Tim Brahim, one of my original mentors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and why does it, why? You would think that more people would just, all right, let's put down the agenda and just be like, if I met one of you guys, right. I'd be like, all right, listen, I don't want to talk about business. I don't want to talk like we can get there, but I just really want to know more about you. What are you into? What do you like? Why do you do real? You know what I mean? You come at it from that angle. And why can't more people do that? (laughs) Well, (laughs) you know, Jeff, we say that. So we joke around all the time and I say, I'm not going to work with a real estate agent that I wouldn't have to my home for dinner. Okay. And 
the reality of that is that wisdom is the best teacher, right? I can't teach you wisdom. You're going to have to have the experience to know. And as being an originator at one point, you know, you understand that you can work with those people that you're not with them. You're working for them. Mm-hmm. And they're treating you like the gum on the bottom of their shoe. And yes. they're acting as if you're their slave and that you should be answering your phone between 8 p.m. and 3 in the morning and the weekend and whatever. And those that's not the way to do a viable business that is fun and a blessing to people. And being a blessing in this community, being able to do the outreach that we do and, and the things that we do for veterans and the things we do for the reverse mortgage community, the different things that we do that we're really passionate about you have to have a heart to be in that part of it. And if we're working with an agent that is all about the money, they're about the transaction, they're about lighting you on fire when something happens instead of locking arms with you and being your partner, they don't get a play in this sandbox. Uh-huh. And they can go do loans with I wish I was a lender.com. I don't care. They can do whatever they want, but it's not going to be with Team Hubbard because it's not going to it's not going to bring anything to to this group to have that being treated that way. Mm. Yeah, I wrote down uh, you get what you tolerate. Uh, 100%. And that's really what what Todd teaches us, which we've been doing for a long time is is a high trust interview. Yeah. And you have to be able to have a high trust culture before you can do a high trust interview. So I cannot go preach trust me unless I trust these ladies. I have to trust that they're going to do They've been trained and they've spent a ton of time with me during, during, um, Elise and I, we've talked about this a bunch, but Elise was newer to me during the 2020 disaster. And our team was so crazy that we were linked by video all day, every day, even if it was on mute, kids were crying, dogs were barking, all the things were happening, but we needed to be together because we being isolated in our homes was not working. The beauty of that, the blessing that came from that, that we didn't expect was that you're literally having the opportunity for every client interaction can be watched by your team. Everything they're doing, I'm just listening, I'm watching. And when they're done, we're critiquing, we're talking it through, we're walking through. I loved how you did that. I didn't love that. Like, let's yeah. talk about, you know, hey, the, the the sale should look like this. Or did you did you miss this? I want you to talk about like one this one thing. And so we started this practice of when they would handle a client, they would sell me the way they would sell the client. And that means setting up the file, setting up the system, literally mm-hmm. showing uh, everything they would do and and here are all the options. And then they would summarize it to me going, how I would sell this client is this. Mm-hmm. And that gave me such trust because when it got to a point where we were like-minded in, yep, that's exactly what I would do. It was like, it's kind of like that, you know, smacking them on the hiney and going, go get it. You've got it. You're there. Yeah. Right. And I think having that blessing, of, I know we were all under our desks in 2020 and it was tough and all the things, and it's kind of a blur for all of us. But the blessing in that for Team Hubbard was we came out of it so much stronger because we do, we are saying the same things. We are doing the same things. We're, we are talking about, Erica just had a meeting a couple of days ago with a new business partner and we noodled it in our, in our 10 o'clock. We do a meeting every single day at 10 o'clock and we get together and we talk about leads and agents and clients and CPAs and financial planners and all the people we do business with. And she brought this, this new relationship to the table and said, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. What do you guys think? We kind of noodled it together. Like, is this a fit? And she even said, if I'm going to sell this person, I need to sell them this way 
because they're not for everybody. And guess what? Neither are we. We're not for everybody. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But 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 when we get to bless business partners that we're in business with, with great clients that already trust them because they trust us, that's the coolest thing ever. It's a win-win in our community. Right, right. Um, one quick point about that high trust interview. Uh, uh, I wrote this down because it reminded me of a quote I heard yesterday. We've all heard that quote that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. <laughs> Here's what I heard yesterday. You show people how much you care by the quality of the questions you ask. Oh, whew, heck yeah. Yeah, that was a writer downer. <laughs> That's a writer downer. Yeah. That's why the high trust interview works, by the way. And this is, you know, it's not a Todd Duncan commercial, but hey, you know, it's a mentor for all of us. Um, but that's goes back to you want to differentiate yourself, like in this current market we're in, let's pivot right now and talk about, you know, the shift, right? Because 2222 definitely has been a shift. Positive yeah. day today for rates. Well, Yay! Knows, right. Um, <laughs> Let's face it. The one thing that's certain is change. And I think some people have already been scared out, right? Some people already left. I've gotten calls from LOs. Hey, dude, I'm out. I'm retiring, whatever. Um, And that's going to happen, right? The tide's going back out. You, Elise, said something earlier I wrote down as well is this is something many people don't think of is agents need empathy. Like our referral partners need, everybody needs empathy, but right. But let's talk about in the business context. And, and, that's one place that if you could just show up and be empathetic and be like, because a lot of LOs, you jump in the Facebook groups, they throw realtors on the bus. We see it all under the bus all the time. Um, and they're an easy target, you know, but let's face it. There's a lot of bad LOs too. So I get tired of that little conversation, but how about if you just be empathetic, right? And understand that the, the, the stuff, we're all going through it together. If you're in real estate, we're all going through this together. Yep. How about we just set the the, you know, the, the posing aside and just be like, so I'm curious, how have you guys engaged with conversations to be empathetic or to address some of the shifts and changes that's, you know, got some people scared maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I can take this unless you girls want to, cause you, you guys are doing this really well too. Go ahead. Well, just an example of yesterday, we have a newer agent in the industry. He's working for a, a, a team lead who's an epic leader and does a ing- great job as a realtor and, and has built a great team. And this the this particular person has got an incredible personality, a wonderful heart. And here he is, you know, less than a year in the industry. And so we just reached out to him and said, and I just said, I, I don't know what you need and I don't know how you're feeling today, but uh, my team and I are here. And if you want to come in and talk about any of the problems that you're having or anything you want to overcome, we can strategize with you and and walk beside you. And, and he's like, uh, when can I come? You know, so uh, we met with him yesterday and um, it was simple stuff that he just had to get off his chest. Yeah. Um, his problems and his issues that he was having are going to be different than other people. But if you don't ask the right question, if you don't, what is your biggest fear in this market? That's a great question. What's your biggest fear about buying a home or going into this much debt? What is your biggest fear about you add it in there and somebody's going to talk to you about what that is. And then you're going to be able to not just overcome an objection, like a salesperson, but like, but actually have a conversation, like somebody that you want to be in relationship with and, and find out if you can problem solve together. Hmm. Something tells me there's going to be some more loyalty there than we close in six hours. <laughs> you know, it, it takes the right question off the table. Um, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. It's 
it's, I tell my kids this all the time and I think they're tired of hearing it from me, but it's about relationships. Yeah. It It's literally who, who are you in relationship with that's in relation with someone else that maybe you should know because you're all sort of like-minded. You all want to do life together. And that's really, that's the one question, Jeff, when I started talking to you about people across the country that have reached out that is super humbling. And I don't even know what to do with it other than to just book these hour appointments with people and talk to them because I want to love on them the best I can, but I've been where they all are and I get how hard this is. That's the question I always get. How did you do this? how did you find them? How do you, and it's like, it starts with the leader. You have to have a servant's heart to lead. You can't Mm -hmm. just be like, well, I know all the things and I have this ridiculously huge database and no, it's not about that. It's about being that leader and, and, and doing it with your heart and building the team that you want with the vision that is what is the most important thing. And I said this on stage, this generation, these beauties right here, this this Disney princess kind of gals I have, they, <laughs> <laughs> come on, you know, that's real. Um, Absolutely. I mean, yeah, they, <laughs> they came to, you know, the old school way that we've done it for, you know, 27 years for me, right. it was, you know, you're working every you're working every single day there's no break i i was required to call in on my honeymoon in the morning and in the afternoon wow. every single day there was no time off that everybody was grinding so hard and that old school mentality is how i blew up my team mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because this generation they're not driven by money and prestige and all the things that i think you know, I was the fifth woman hired in my company at the time. It was all men. And as the, and they were literally like, well, you better figure it out. You get a, you get a, an office in the basement and the fax machine <laughs> was upstairs. <laughs> I lost so much weight on those stairs. Let me just tell you, that was the best workout situation ever because you're running up and down. But until you could earn your own fax machine downstairs, right? So like that was literally the way it was. And so you came in on Saturday dressed from head to toe in case a customer stopped by or a case a realtor needed you to run to an open house. This generation is like, yeah, no thanks. That's not what we want. We want a quality of life. We want to be covered when we're on our honeymoon. Right. We want we want to have a long weekend with our girls and to not have to answer one phone call. And by the way, we want everybody to answer that call to that realtor, that business partner, that attorney, or that client. And we want to say the same thing that, Erica wants me to say the same thing to her client that she would. I want Elise to say the same thing to my client that I would. And we all know that about each other. And that it doesn't matter whose client it is. They all get that five-star service and they get all of our brains in it and our hearts in it. So it's it's a whole new way of doing business. And I know people think maybe it's a little bit off or crazy, but this is how we're doing life. No, I don't think it's off or crazy. I think that that's the direction we've been going for some time in this world, right? Is that we do want more of what's meaningful. You know, I think of uh, the quote from uh, my friend, Mark Schaefer, who wrote uh, the book, Marketing Rebellion. And he says, the most human brand wins, right? So yeah. you're creating a human brand, a human company experience with you guys, the way you've designed it. So you're good. That's why you're winning, right? Um, all right. Got a few minutes left. Let, let me get a little bit tactical, if you don't mind. Uh, I'm really curious, and I'm sure the listeners are like, what what if I was looking at a month, your calendar, let's say, for activities that generates business? Um, what are some of the highlights that would be on there? This could be realtor stuff, events, database. What jumps out for you guys? 
database. Yeah. <laughs> database. Database. We're yeah. A bank. <laughs> we love our clients, right? And so yeah. when it closes, I mean, we literally will say Texas pictures of how you set up your living room. So we love those calls though. We love doing our database calls, our annual mortgage reviews. Um, that's a huge chunk of our calendar. That's a huge chunk of our business. Okay. Okay. So database calls, Erica, I know you wanted to get in on this. <laughs> yeah. So um, number one and most important, obviously is, is database. Um, and, and then we also add in some other things. So we're using HomeBot right now. Um, and that's a really good touch point for our clients and for us just to check in on them, see how they're doing. Um, and then our goal really is to have five partner meetings a week. So we're meeting with five of our business partners every week, every week. Um, and we try to be intentional with those and make them per in person. Um, you have a different experience when you're in person, you have a different experience when you get to be face to face, um, and a different connection really. So those are really important. Um, and then each of us kind of do different things within our community. So I've got probably once a week, I'm at a community type event, um, and whether that's, you know, a chamber event or again, the boys and girls club, which is what I'm really passionate about. Um, I'm always doing that every week. I'm being intentional with my time and how I spend it. Fantastic. Um, how would you guys score yourself right now with the more, uh, I've been using this term hybrid loan officer, right? Which is hybrid is more traditional stuff you just described. The other side of hybrid is the more like digital and all that. How, how, how do you guys, what comments do you want to add around that in terms of what you're doing, like social, et cetera? Yeah. I mean, I think we're fantastic. I think that they're fantastic. They um, are really pushing me to be a little better about the whole social media stuff. But those two, I mean, they are incredible with it and have done an amazing job. I think that we've done a, a lot better of connecting the, you know, uh, emotional to the, the AI, all the things that have to happen. So really embracing that coming from old school, right? Like there, there are things that we can do together. We're realizing clients don't like for an AI to text them 20 times. Like clients right. don't like, you know, they, they're like, oh, I'm not paying attention. So you're also, there's a way to do it to the point where um, you're, you're going to hurt yourself, not help yourself. And so um, we do it. And you heard this on stage. We do a team efficiency meeting that we try to do it at least once a month. It doesn't always happen. Some, sometimes something happens, but um, where everyone gets to come to the table and talk about how is this thing that we're doing impacting the client experience? Is it good or is it bad? Can we, can we, we, we joke around and say, can we throw some more glitter on that? Is there any more icing on that cake? What else can we do to really, really get out of the box and provide something amazing? And so there's a lot more for us to do with AI. There's a lot more with us to do with, with being connected with our clients. HomeBot's been a great way. We have an incredible marketing company with PacRes that, that are just in it with us and trying different things. Um, we, but we are, it's really important for us that, that hand-to-hand -hand combat, that being in person, being intentional. Um, we do a lot of charity stuff because our passion, we love veterans. We love, mm -hmm. you know, the kids and homeless, all the things that we are all passionate about. And I think, so we show up to that stuff a lot um, with our, with our time and with our talent um, and our treasures, we try to do it all. But the reality is when you're going, doing something that's really, really you and it's not fake, it's really how you believe and what you think, then it's just going to be a joy. It's just going to be another Saturday night where you're 
hanging out with people that are like-minded. So I don't think you ever lose that. We do Homes for Heroes. You know, that's the technical piece of, of what we do for our veterans and for our first responders. Um, and, and it's easy for me to say yes to stuff like that for the team on behalf of it. Cause it's like, yeah, that's where our hearts are. Yeah. We all absolutely want to do the very best we can for the firefighters and paramedics and the police officers. And that's all really important to us, um, because they're giving back. So I think being in the community doing that, um, is, is more important to me than the next crazy, cool technical thing that's trying to get a customer to call me. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Okay. So what would be, I don't know if you've done any planning yet for 2023, let's close out on this. Yeah. What would be your top one to three initiatives for the coming year? Ooh. Is it too soon to ask or are they already on your radar? Uh, they're, <laughs> they're already starting. I'm going to let the girls, I, I'm dying to hear what theirs are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> are you wanting personal or professional? Because that's a really good question. Let's talk about personal, Erica. <laughs> um, I'm getting married next year. Oh, wow. That's really cool. <laughs> so I'm, I'm super excited about that and I can't wait. Um, Professional wise, I am looking to grow some of my partners. I really want to get deep with some um, CPAs, with some financial planners and attorneys. So I'm really trying to to, to target certain people that are going to fit in our box um, and be able to utilize them for our clients just to dive deeper. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. Elise, would you like to? Yeah. Personally, I definitely like the word I think for next year for me is going to be roots. I just really want to, I want to cook. I want to be in a garden. I want to go to church every Sunday. I just want a home body, but professionally, definitely making that shift from realtor focused to financial planner, CPA attorney focused. Um, I think it would be amazing. Us three, we want to continue to be together as much as possible. Um, and getting our, giving ourselves more margin in our day. So maybe that means even adding someone to our team and continuing to grow and dominating our community. There you go. Love it. Love it. Um, you mentioned real quick, um, changing the focus a little bit from realtors. Is that just for diversity standpoint than more than anything else, different sources? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, in, in real estate agents, are definitely don't have the control of the client as much as they used to. Okay. The clients are getting, even, even if uh, a client is referred to us by a real estate agent that they trust and love, the first thing they do is go and look at our reviews, right? Mm-hmm. So there, you know, you have to do a little of, of everything, but I think really as a team, we're focusing on we're, this is the biggest financial decision they're making. And we want the best heads in this. We want your financial planner with us. We want your CPA with us. We want to make the best decision. This isn't just about like close the mortgage, pat you on the high knee and say goodbye. We're in relationship with these people. So to do that, we have to look really big picture. And that means finding the right, I can't refer you to somebody that I know, love and trust if I don't know them and love them and trust them right? That's just BS. That has to be real. So we spend a lot of time uh, figuring that out in the market. Um, I think that the real estate agents that we are in business with, that we love, that we trust, that do an amazing job, 
um, are going to, that cream's going to rise to the top. They're going to continue to do a great job and they're going to get more market share because a lot of agents that are part-time or have their toe in the water are running scared. Right. Um, so that's, I think why that's, that's more like-minded business. Um, but, but we, we've always been a 90% purchase shop. We are a purchase shop. That is what we do. And our realtor partners are incredibly important to us and will continue to be incredibly important to us. Um, it's just a matter of how, how, how else do we impact their business too? Because we have to figure out a way to help them be successful so that they stay here too. Mm. Um, and so really also about like, like we have some really great partners right now, realtor wise. So I don't want to like lose sight of that, but it's about going really deep with them and you can't go deep with a hundred realtors, right? You can't. So, so we have to. We have to now shift that to the value going back to the client. We've got these great realtors already who we love and trust and our clients love and trust them. Now let's add this extra extension to this for them. No, I love that. And thank you for clarifying. I have said that for years, you know, going deep versus wide. And and as your business matures, right, you get those extra choices. And now what I'm sensing is that you're at this place where I think the concept is... Uh, a good, better, different. It's like, so, so you start with like the core foundation of the business. Let's just say that's realtors as a source of business. So what happens is too often, most people, before they get better, they're just in the good category. They wind up adding additional stuff, shiny objects and everything. And therefore they never really get, go from good to better because in order to go, in order to do different, you got to get better first at the thing you're already doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or else you're spread too thin and it doesn't really optimize this. Then you're like chaos and crazy which we know can happen. So I think that, yeah, that, that's funny. Cause I ask of all the quote top producers, even though with this talk about realtors and the disruption and this and that, and, you know, um, still the core business, like you said, with the right realtors the right who realtor. are growing and who are approaching it from the right way, they will continue to adapt and thrive and survive. And we'll always need that type of personal, wonderful client experience that, that is provided by a local in market mortgage professional. Right track. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. Cool. Well, listen, um, we are like one minute left and I've taken such <laughs> time from you and your busy day. You got to get back to the market and the rates and quote and lock and all that kind of stuff. Cause it's a great day, great market. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough. This has been a wonderful uh, conversation. I'm really grateful for you making time to be here. So thank you. Thank you for asking us. It was really cool to have you come up and introduce yourself and, and ask to do this. We we're super honored. We've been really excited to get this time with you and uh, love what you're doing. So thank you for making us a part of it. That that means a lot to our group. We appreciate it. You bet. I'm just trying to, to bring awesome conversations to people that help make a difference in their lives. So six years now, I think hopefully we're doing that. <laughs> I love you are. that. That's so good. You are. That's All awesome. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, by the way, everybody who wants to connect more and look out, because you said people connect with you. They do. <laughs> uh, so we'll put links to like your Instagram, email, whatever it is that we put in there, you, that, your website. That's how, for those listening that want to learn more about this amazing team, Hubbard. Uh, and listeners, if you like this episode, you know what to do. Leave us a review. See you on the next one.
Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.